my salvation. Say, Jesus is my salvation. Jesus is my righteousness.
Angelia Naha, Egebozokolo de Brina Kato, Legebanda Galia Namanga, Legebozokolo de Brina Katonda Lada, Le Baraka Toneke Le de Bambre Gadesa Kile de Brina Katole de Baha, Engebozekele Namaha. Father, we praise and bless the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we rejoice that tonight we have the opportunity to come before your word humbly and respectfully. We come before your word in honor. We come before your word with great expectation. So I pray that tonight the eyes of everyone connected to this service be flooded with light. The eyes of each one's understanding enlightened. We decree that your people are strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. That Christ dwells in their hearts by faith. That your people are rooted and grounded in love and kept by the power of God. I decree that as your word goes forth with clarity tonight. That by the end of this service we will all be the better for it. And Jesus is glorified. Thank you for answered prayer tonight. In Jesus precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Hallelujah. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our feet together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the world. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, and every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service tonight by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. And I want to welcome all of our Aquaibom State community connected by way of Comfort FM tonight and all the various radio stations, you know, Aquaibom, Radio Aquaibom, Unio FM, Inspiration FM, Heritage FM. We're so glad to have all of you connected to the service tonight, Excel FM. And everybody, hey, listen, do me a favor, call a friend, a loved one, a family member, ask them to tune to this radio station right now life is flowing through the airwaves what a joy to have every one of you in the service and our social media community all of you on social media like you've always done do me another favor tonight let's flood the entire bloom bubble planet with the fragrance of jesus's grace i'd like you to do me the favor share the video on your page tag some people create watch parties and of course make sure you drop them on monogram and telegram let's flood the bloom bubble planet with the fragrance of Jesus' grace. All our Bible study centers in Aquaibom State here, all our campuses around the world, and everybody connected to the service. Hey guys, get ready. It's going to be an exciting time of Bible study tonight. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible, and you can be seated with your sweet, smart self as we get into the word of His grace. Glory to God. <clears throat> all right. Mm. We've been examining why things happen the way they happen and we've traveled quite some distance in the course of this study. And we, you know, we, tonight I'll be rounding up this second phase of the series. And I'm looking forward to an exciting time on Sunday as we begin the season two of, of Riot Live and Ask the Counselor. I'm going to begin a teaching on Sunday morning on New Testament praise and worship. New Testament praise and worship. It's so important because there's a lot to unpack and there's a lot to bring to call your attention to doctrinally where that subject matter is concerned. Alright, so on Sunday we began to examine a number of things in this phase. You know, when we began, we began to look at three personalities. We said number one, God. Number two, man. Number three, angels and by identification lucifer or satan remember we also says when things happen on the earth 
is one of these three personalities that is responsible. If it is not God, it will be man. If it is not man, it will be the devil or, you know, yeah, the devil or angels by identification. And then we began to say, well, you know, man has a choice. God gave man a choice. Once man makes the choice, man does not determine the outcome or does not control the outcome of the choice. So with the choice of man comes, you know, consequences. With the choice of man comes certain outcomes. And sometimes when man makes a choice and the outcome of his choice manifests, we either blame God or Satan for it and we forget that man has a responsibility to make a choice. Look at James chapter 1 verse 13. James chapter 1 verse number 13. Brother James says, let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. Next verse. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. 15. Then when lust had conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Alright, so we began to see the motion of sin. Alright, and the motion of sin is that first of all, there has to be a desire. And then when the desire is not controlled, it will result in sin. And sin, when it is finished, it will give rise to death. That is the motion. Now, on Sunday, we began to examine some of Jesus' parables. Some of Jesus' parables. And we started with Mark chapter 4, verse number 13. Mark chapter 4, verse number 13. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? All parables. So Jesus called this particular parable in Mark chapter 4, the key to all parables. Look at that Mark chapter 4 verse 11. Mark chapter 4 verse 11. And he said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Unto you it is given to know. The word know is very important. So what are parables? The use of the natural to explain the supernatural. Parables is when you use the natural to explain the supernatural or the spiritual. Remember in a parable there are facts, there are fictions, and there is a lesson. Look at Mark chapter 4 verse 12. Mark chapter 4 verse 12. The seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins shall be forgiven. Now, please, it's important for you to take note that parables never communicate reality. In Exodus, communicating to them concerning redemption, Moses will kill an animal and put the blood on the doorpost. And he will call it the Passover. Now, that ritual was done for years. When Jesus showed up, Jesus said, this is my body. So that ritual was symbolic of the broken body, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Because, you see, parables or symbols or types and shadows are not reality. They are a mode of communication that points to the reality. 
So, when I come to the epistles, that is when I am able to understand what the types, the shadows, and the parables seek to communicate. The mode of communication, which was done in parables, if you're going to understand parables, you've got to read everything together. Everything together. Remember that in the Old Testament, God communicated with the Old Testament people via the medium of visions. Via the medium of visions. In fact, the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, was written from a vision. Because Moses was born in Exodus chapter 2 verse 2. So for him to be able to write the account of Genesis was as a result of you know, him seeing a vision. That will mean that it wasn't a historical documentation by a witness. Because Moses saw a vision and wrote what he saw in a vision. Now please listen carefully. In a vision, oftentimes we have metaphorical pictures. Things that have figurative meaning. Look at Acts chapter 10 verse 11 to 16 for example. Acts chapter 10 verse 11 to 16. And saw heaven opened and of course like we said on Sunday, heaven really didn't open. It was just the way the vision came to him. He saw heaven opened and certain vessel descending unto him. As it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and led down to the earth. 12. Wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time. What God had cleansed, thou, that call not thou, common. 16. This was done thrice. And the vessel was received up again unto heaven. Now. How many of you know that God was talking about the Gentiles coming into the gospel? The Gentiles coming into the grace of God. But look at the mode of communication. Because every parable of Jesus, when you look at the parable, you will see in the end of that parable, either an instruction or a message. Either an instruction or a message. So visions, therefore, have figures of speech. Why will God use animals to talk to Peter? Why will God use animals to talk to Peter? Because it was the best way that God could have communicated with Peter. That was the only level Peter could have understood what God was saying. That mode of communication. Because Peter, as at that time, was not yet, you know, had not yet matured. He had not yet understood all that God was communicating via revelation. In Matthew chapter 17 again, we see another vision where Moses and Elijah were seen at the Mount of Transfiguration. That vision was to teach the law and the prophets that Jesus is the reason for the law and the prophets. So visions must be interpreted within the confines of scripture. Visions must be interpreted within the confines of scripture. You know, if you read the book of Revelation, you will hear something like, death on a horse. Death on a horse. That's a figure of speech. Deaths don't rise horses. So, it's a figure of speech. The book of Revelation, like I have always said, is not a doctrinal book. You know, it has to be read 
in the light of all the other books of the Bible. The book of Revelation has to be read in the light of all the other books of the Bible. Now having said all of that about communication in the Bible, John saw the spirit descend on Jesus like a dove. He didn't see a dove, but he saw the spirit descending. So it's a figure of speech. A figure of speech. Look at John chapter 5 verse 39. John chapter 5 verse 39. You search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Now, in order for you to understand what Jesus was communicating to the Pharisees here, we need to read the pretext. So let's begin from verse 33 of John chapter 5. John chapter 5 verse 33. You sent unto John, and he bore witness unto the truth. But I received not testimony from man. But these things I say, that you might be saved. Next verse. He was a burning and a shining light. And you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. 36. But I have greater witness than that of John. For the works which the father had given me to finish. The same works that I do bear witness of me. That the father had sent me. Next verse. And the father himself which had sent me. Had borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time. Nor seen his shape next verse and you have not his word abiding in you for whom he had sent him you believe not next verse so you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and they are they which testify of me verse 40 now watch verse 40 and you will not come to me that you might have life here we have the key to Bible interpretation. Search the scriptures, they testify of me. That's the key to Bible interpretation. So he is saying that the message of the Bible is a person. The message of the Bible is a person. So the Bible therefore interprets itself. The Bible interprets itself. For they testify of me. You search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. But they are they which testify of me. So we must understand that the Bible witnesses of Jesus. That is the key to Bible interpretation. Because the Bible is a Christ-centered book. The Bible is a Christ-centered book. Now, in Luke chapter 24, from verse 15, please pay attention. Luke 24, from verse 15. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. And it came to pass, give me the next verse, verse 16. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was, whose name was Clopas, answering, said unto him, And thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, 
and has not known the things which have come to pass there in these days. And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people. Now, look at what they call Jesus, a prophet. With all the years he has been among them, walked among them, operated among them, all they could conclude was that Jesus was a prophet. Look at that verse 19 again. Luke 24 verse 19. And he said unto them, what things? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet. So their conclusion and their revelation and understanding of Jesus was that he was a prophet. Now look at verse 20 of that same chapter 24. And now the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. Next verse. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day. Since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished. Which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive and certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the women had said but him they saw not look at verse 25 then jesus now said unto them "O fools he responded to their analysis of the situation and he called them fools slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken ought not christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory now observe and beginning at moses and all observe all the prophets he expounded unto them in all the scriptures all the prophets all the scriptures the things concerning himself that is the key to bible interpretation Please, look at me everybody. That is the key to Bible interpretation. To avoid error, I must interpret the scriptures in the light of Christ. To avoid error, I must interpret the scriptures in the light of Christ. Because you see, the New Testament interprets the old. The New Testament interprets the old. So, I cannot afford to read the book of Genesis in isolation. Because the New Testament interprets the old. Now we're looking at why do things happen the way they happen on the earth. Again, remember, the epistles reveals to us what the serpent meant in Genesis. The serpent. What the serpent meant in Genesis. So we're going to examine Genesis chapter 3. And we're going to examine Romans chapter 5. Genesis chapter 3 is the pictorial explanation of what we call the sin of man. Genesis chapter 3. As in that picture, we will see man, we will see woman, man and woman. But when you come to the epistles, we see only one person. By one man sin. But in Genesis, we see man and woman 
But when we come to the epistles, we see one man. Now, Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 and some part of chapter 2. We see that there is no explanation about Adam. No explanation. In fact, in the entire Old Testament, there is no explanation about Adam in the whole Old Testament. Jesus did not mention Adam until a question was asked him on marriage. Now look at Romans chapter 5 verse 12. Romans chapter 5 verse number 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So Romans 5.12 tells us what happens. Because Genesis tells us that there was a tree of life, and there was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But Romans tells us, by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin look at that romans chapter 5 verse 13 and 14 for until the law sin was in the world but sin is not imputed when there is no law verse 14 nevertheless death reigned from adam to moses even over them that have not sinned after the similitude of adam's transgression who is the figure of him that was to come? Now, the way it is actually in the original is, who was the figure of sin? Sin, S-I-N. Adam was a figure of sin to come. A figure of sin. I've done exegesis of that in Soteria. Now, remember that the image of God is Jesus. The image of God is Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 calls Jesus the image of the invisible God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 5 and 6 calls Jesus the image of God. Alright? Now so Jesus is the image of God. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 15. Romans chapter 5 verse number 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead. Much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. So he lets you know that what happened in Genesis 3 is that sin entered into the world. Adam sinned. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 21. 1 Corinthians 15 21. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Now he's making reference here to physical death. God said to Adam, The day you eat of it, you shall surely die. But the die there was not physical. Because in our mind, we see death as a physical separation. A physical separation. But death is not defined like that. 
Because when God said to Adam, the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. And Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Adam died. Because if Adam didn't die, then the serpent was right. Because the serpent said to Adam, you shall not surely die. But when Adam ate, Adam died. But even though Adam died, Adam was still hiding in the leaves. Which means the death was not physical. Which means the death was spiritual. Adam actually died. Adam died spiritually. Physical death is a shadow of spiritual death. Death is a separation from God. But physical death explains spiritual death. Because James says the body without the spirit is dead. Okay? The body without the spirit is separation. So spiritual death is a separation of man from God. When a Christian who has eternal life dies, it is called sleep. When a Christian who has eternal life dies, it is called sleep. Unbelievers don't sleep. Unbelievers die. Believers sleep. That is why the scripture says, when the trump of God shall sound, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Because they are sleeping. They shall rise first. Now, so in Genesis chapter 2, God said to Adam, the day you eat it, you will die. Death is spiritual separation between man and God. Sin, death. The law of sin and death. The day you eat, you shall surely die. Death reigned. Death reigned by one man. Sin and death reigned by sin. The reign of death was as a result of man's sin. So sin precedes death. Sin precedes death. So basically, Brother Paul in Romans chapter 5 summarizes Genesis chapter 3 as sin. Genesis chapter 3 as sin. Now please listen carefully. In Genesis chapter 3, we have three. We have fruits. We have serpent. We have three. We have fruits. We have serpent. Let's examine the serpent. Who is or what is or who is the serpent? Revelation chapter 12 verse 9. Revelation chapter 12 verse number 9. And the great dragon was cast out. The old serpent called the devil. The old serpent called the devil and Satan which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now, did you observe that the serpent is the devil? Now, if you stay with Genesis chapter 3, you will never know that the serpent is the devil. It will take the New Testament to unravel the Old Testament. You only know that the serpent is the devil when you come to the New Testament. Look at Revelation chapter 20 verse 2. 
Revelation chapter 20 verse 2. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. The devil is the serpent. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So the serpent is the devil. Now what he's talking about, he goes to explain about those who preach the false gospel. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, where brother Paul was talking here, I mean 2 Corinthians 11, he was dealing with the false gospel. And he was saying people should beware so that the same way Eve was deceived by the serpent, they will not be deceived by another gospel or a false gospel or a pseudo gospel. A pseudo gospel. Alright? A gospel that is not the gospel. Alright? So, then in verse 14 he concludes. Second Corinthians 11 verse 14. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So he was talking about the deceptive nature of the devil. So the serpent in Genesis chapter 3 is Satan. Look at John chapter 8 verse 44. John chapter 8 verse 44. You are of your father the devil and the loss of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because... There is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. He was a murderer from the beginning means he was a murderer from Genesis. So who is the serpent? The serpent is the devil figuratively used in Genesis. Figuratively used in Genesis. Because the serpent has a subtle and deceitful nature and ability. Sometimes he is called the dragon. Sometimes he is called a lion. He goes about like a roaring lion. What about the tree of life in the garden of Eden? The tree of life. Revelation, I mean, yeah, Proverbs, sorry. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 18. Proverbs Chapter 3, verse 18. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. And happy is everyone that retaineth her. She is a tree of life. She is a tree of life. Proverbs 11.30. Proverbs 11, verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Alright? Proverbs chapter 13 verse 12. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 12. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. It is a tree of life. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 4. Please pay attention. Lot of scriptures but good for your health. 
A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But the perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. So tree of life in Genesis is to teach what? Is to teach satisfaction. The figurative use of the tree of life in Genesis is to teach satisfaction. To teach satisfaction. It was used severally in the Bible. Look at Matthew chapter 7 verse 17. Matthew chapter 7 verse 17. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. 18. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Next verse. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Next verse. Wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. So Jesus talked about tree also. He talked about fruit and tree referring to man's action. Man's action. By their fruit, you shall know them. A good tree bringeth forth. Talking about man's actions. By what they produce. is called fruit. The action of man. What it produces. Is called fruit. So by their action. You shall know them. Now the tree represents. Man's productivity. A tree. Represents man's productivity. In the Bible. Look at Psalm 1 verse 1 and 2. Psalm 1 verse 1 and 2. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Next verse. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. 3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So, to understand trees in the Bible, you must understand the nature of trees in the Bible. What were trees meant to teach? What were trees meant to teach? Remember, we're dealing with why things happen the way they happen on the earth. Look at James chapter 3 verse 5. James chapter 3 verse 5. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. He says, it's the tongue that can defile a man. As little as the tongue is, it can defile the whole body. Jesus, I mean James, talking about the tongue of man. The tongue there refers to words. Words. What a man speaks can defile the whole body. And it can also change the course of nature. Words. Look at Matthew 12, 31. Please pay attention. Matthew chapter 12, verse 31. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost 
shall not be forgiven unto men. Next verse. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Next verse. Either make the tree good and his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. Next verse. Oh, generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Next verse. A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. Next verse. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. 37. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. I'm sure you're getting the picture clearer now. Because in Genesis chapter 3, when he uses trees, he is communicating in a figure of speech man's actions and the effect of those actions. So let's get back to Romans chapter 5 verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Now look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 9. Please pay attention. Genesis chapter 2 verse 9. Lots of scriptures good for your health. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Remember, he made the trees to grow that were good for food. Genesis chapter 2 verse 16 and 17. Genesis 2 16, 17. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden that Myers freely eat. Next verse. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Was God giving them a law? No. There was no law until Moses came. A law is thou shall not. Thou shall. Remember that sin precedes the law. It is not the law that brought sin. There was sin before the law came. The law only made sin obvious. The law only pronounced it. If you give a law, what you are doing is you are already making a knowledge of sin. The law brings the knowledge of sin. Did God give Adam a law? No. What did God give Adam? He offered Adam his word. 
He offered Adam his word. Adam disobeyed. Disobey means Adam did not believe. In that unbelief is where sin is located. Sin is located in that unbelief. So, sin is to think and act outside God's word. Sin is to think and act outside God's word. There cannot be darkness without light. So, there cannot be seen without God's word. It is when God gives his word and you reject his word that you sin. There can be no hatred without love. Adam disobeyed. Eve was deceived. But both of them disobeyed. In Genesis chapter 3, what did the serpent say? And what did Jesus say about the devil? What did the serpent say? Look at John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. In him what? In him the word. In him the word. Look at me everybody. In him the word was life. The word. Verse 14. And the word was made flesh. In him the word that was made flesh. That was figurative a tree of life. Was life. And the life was the light of man. So, where do we find the tree of life? In Genesis. We are in Genesis, in the word. The tree of life was in the word that God spoke. Because in him, the word was life. So the tree of life was in the word. The tree of life will be as a result of receiving the word. When you receive the word, you have received the tree of life. So what was Satan's focus? In Genesis, Satan's focus was the word. Look at Genesis 3 verse 6. I mean from verse 1. Satan's focus was the word. Genesis 3 from verse 1. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, the first time the serpent and man met, the first question is, had God said, what had God said? Had God said you shall not eat of the tree of every tree of the garden. Next verse. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Next verse. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, You shall not eat of it, 
Neither shall you touch it. God didn't say that. Neither shall you touch it. Lest you die. God didn't say don't touch. Look at verse 4 and 5 of Genesis 3. Verse 4 and 5. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. Next verse. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. When he says you shall be as gods, what he means is, you shall be independent. You shall choose for yourself. And that is what happens when you don't believe God. When you don't believe God, you assume a state of independence. Life without God. What we find in the garden is the word and independence. Two things. The word of God, which if you receive, you have the, the tree of life. And independence. Independence from God, which is the knowledge of good and evil. Word and independence. In the word, we are united. In the world, we are united with God and we are in fellowship with God. When we are not in fellowship with God, we are independent. When we are not in fellowship with God, we are independent. But once we have the word, we are united. But when we reject the word of God, we assume a state of independence where we function without God. Man now began to rely on his choice. Look at verse 6 of Genesis chapter 3. Look at how man began to rely on his choice. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, that's independence in operation. Now she doesn't care what God said, she now has an opinion. She now has an opinion independent of God. She saw. Because she didn't believe what God said. Look at me everybody. She saw because she didn't believe what God said. When God made Adam in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. We find man's activity. Man acted first in Genesis 2. What were man's first actions? In Genesis chapter 2. Please pay attention. Genesis 2.19. Let's see the action of man. The first action of man. Genesis 2.19. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field. And every fowl of the air. And brought them unto Adam to see what he will call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature. That was the name thereof. So the first action of man was words. He spoke words what was the second action verse 23 genesis chapter 2 verse 23 second action of man and adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man so the first thing first action of man after creation was words second action of man words he said, this is now bone of my bones. He spoke words in naming the animals. 
So man's actions before Genesis chapter 3, which was the fall, were words. What he said. His actions were words. God gave man a choice. What is called man is a creation of choice. The choice to stay in his word and receive life from the word or the choice to go and observe and make independent choices. Man's activity were words. Today the same thing. Our activity is rooted in the things we say. Words. Words create your world. Words determine the outcome of your life. Why things happen the way they happen. Words. Words. God gave man his words. But gave man the right to have his own independent world. You didn't hear that. God gave man his own words. And gave man the right to have his own independent words by choice. He permitted man. Man was permitted. That is what makes man, man. Let's learn a bit from the temptation of Jesus. In Luke chapter 4, when we come to the epistles, it is explained as how man sins. Every time Satan said anything to Jesus, Jesus responded by saying, It is written. It is written. Words. It is written. Man was created to live only by the word of God. Please write that down. Man was created to live only by the word of God. Man shall not live by breath alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So Adam's sin was, he refused to live by God's word. The fall of Adam was that Adam refused to live by God's word. He decided to have his own word independent of God's word. Matthew 4, 4. Deuteronomy 8, 3. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. God designed man to live by his word. Why do things happen the way they happen on the earth? Man's independence. Or dependence on the word of God is why things happen the way they happen. Man's independence or dependence on the word of God determines why things happen the way they happen on the earth. Please don't, don't miss that. Man's independence or dependence on the word of God is responsible for why things happen the way they happen on the earth. God gave man his word. But at the same time, God gave man the right to choose. It's in that choice of man that Adam sinned. Look at Romans chapter 10 verse 8 to 10. Ay, 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 ay. Glory to God. But what saith it the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart? That is the word of faith which we preach. The heart is the soil. The mouth of man sows the seed. The words are the seed. The mouth sows the seed. The heart is the soil. Please stay with me. 
man's destiny is located in his heart and mouth. Man's destiny is located in his heart and in his mouth. You can never be bigger, better, more successful than your heart and your mouth. Never. Never. Man fell into the senses. He fell into the senses because of separation. And then he became independent. So God has to relate with fallen man using man's senses through external serpent, trees, ark, blood on the doorposts, parables, because of the fallen nature of man. Because the natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The word of God is your life. God created you only to live by his word. <laughs> Hallelujah. God created you only to live by his word. We live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. What does Mark chapter Mark, Mark, Mark? Whosoever shall say to this mountain, to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart. But shall believe that those things you say shall come to pass. You shall have what you say. What you have is a result of what you have said. You shall have what you say. If you don't like what you are having... Change what you are saying. You shall have. So the heart and the mouth determines the outcome of a man's life. If salvation, as serious as salvation is, you only have it by believing in your heart, speaking with your mouth, then every other thing in life will be as a result of your heart and your mouth. What thing soever you desire. When you pray, believe, you receive. And you shall have. If you shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, And shall not doubt in your heart, But shall believe that those things you say shall come to pass, You shall have what you say huh. so whatever you are saying is waiting to produce for you the outcome of your life whatever you are saying today will determine the entire activities of your life a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things glory to God Somebody blessed tonight. Somebody blessed tonight. 
your heart and your mouth determines why things happen the way they happen on the earth. Stand on your feet. That's all I've got for you tonight. Father, we pray for everybody in this service. Men and women, boys and girls around the world connected to this service right now. We decree and declare that revelation knowledge flows like a flood into your heart and mind. Barriers are terminated. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. We rebuke sickness, disease, infirmity and every oppression of the enemy terminated in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we decree that your people rise big and begin to use their God-given authority via words to create their world and to declare things and to call the things that be not as though they were. And in the name of Jesus, I speak over you today. Everything that is contrary to what Christ has done is reversed right now. Cancelled right now. Sickness and disease terminated in the name of jesus sick bodies be healed thank you father thank you for building your people up with your word and we rejoice because of all that we keep learning to live more effectively on the earth and we give you praise for answer prayer in jesus precious name and every believer says that amen on the note of finality amen Woo, I tell you, I'm excited, friends. Now listen very carefully. In another one or two minutes, I'm closing quickly because we have a lot to cover in the other studio with Mr. Michael Bush tonight. So I, I want you quickly to listen. It's so exciting to have the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. And every time we teach you the word, we give you the opportunity to honor the word of God with your givings, with your offering, with your givings, because your resources enable us to do more for the kingdom. And I want to thank partners and friends who continually give to this ministry enabling us to make the impact we're making all over the earth let me also announce that next sunday this coming sunday will be the first sunday of december and it will be our partnership service our partnership sunday so all partners and friends of this ministry i'd like you to prayerfully begin to prepare what what amount of money you want to invest to help us in this ministry to get the gospel to cover the nations of the earth on sunday will be the special offering of partnership this coming sunday this coming Sunday. It's going to be an exciting time because this Sunday will begin a new series on New Testament praise and worship. It's going to be exciting. And you don't want to miss it for anything under the sun. So grab your offerings. We want to give radio audience. When we get to the other studio, Mr. Michael Bush is going to read out the accounting details for you on radio. But TV and social media, the banking details are scrolling. You can grab them right now. And if you're from a location where there's no account that is relevant, if you shoot a mail to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com, we'll be glad to send you an account that will be relevant to your location. But I want to thank you for giving and honoring the word tonight. Let's pray together. Father, we give in faith. We give with joy. And I thank you for everyone whose heart you have steered up to give to this ministry. Now I decree that you lack nothing. You're sufficient and enriched in all things. My God supplies all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Barriers are terminated. Delays are cancelled. Where you need a miracle, receive a miracle in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answer prayer in Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen like thunder. Glory to God. I tell you, I'm excited, friends. In another one minute or so, I'll be seeing you in the other studio. Radio audience, TV audience, social media. Don't, don't adjust your set. Get more people to hook up as we adventure 
in the second segment of this broadcast tonight. But we love you guys and thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. And I'm looking forward to enjoying the session with you in the other studio. And until I see you then, let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this great service tonight. Glory! Amen! I tell you, I'm we excited. In that you have been blessed by this message. For these, all the messages and books by Dr. Abel Damino. Please call plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com Abel Damino Ministries International presents Righteous Invasion of Truth Riot Live with Dr. Abel Daminer. In your career, in your marriage, in your business, on your job, receive miracles. The curse, curses, cursing, and the concept of deliverance. And ask the counselor with Dr. Abel Daminer and Michael Bush. Time, Monday to Saturday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. GMT Plus One. Join the program live on Comfort FM 95.1 Uyo Sunday 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and Monday to Saturday 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Radio Akwaibom 90.5 FM Uyo 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily. XL FM 106.9 Uyo 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Unuyo FM 100.7 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. daily. Inspiration FM 105.9 Uyo 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and on Heritage FM 104.9 10 p.m. to midnight. You can also watch this programs live on Kingdom Live Network TV on your strong decoder or my TV decoder. You can also follow Abel Damino's Facebook page, public figure, as well as YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram handles to watch real time. Welcome to Riot Live and Ask the Counselor. Host, Doctors Abel and Rachel Daminer. Damino Ministries International presents Righteous Invasion of Truth Riot live with Dr. Abel Daminer. In your career, in your marriage, in your business, on your job, receive miracles. The curse, curses, cursing, and the concept of deliverance. And ask the counselor with Dr. Abel Daminer and Michael Bush. 
time Monday to Saturday 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. GMT plus one join the program live on Comfort FM 95.1 Uyo Sunday 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and Monday to Saturday 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Radio Akwaibom 90.5 FM Uyo 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily XL FM 106.9 Uyo 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily Unuyo FM 100.7 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. daily Inspiration FM 105.9 Uyo 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and on Heritage FM 104.9 10 p.m. to midnight. You can also watch this programs live on Kingdom Live Network TV on your strong decoder or my TV decoder. You can also follow Abel Damino's Facebook page, public figure, as well as YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram handles to watch real time. Welcome to Riot Live and Ask the Counselor. Host, Drs. Abel and Rachel Daminer. Okay, thank you for joining us and thank you for staying tuned to Riot Life and now ask the counselor. I actually went to play football, let me report myself to you and um, man, I've been sweating, you know, and the producer is screaming and screaming and screaming, but we'll try, we'll get by. Okay, the account details, if you're listening to us on radio, um, we'll just give you the account details now, Power City International is the account name. There are three banks, FCMB 2982-6828. FCMB is 2982-68-2028. Zenith is bank number 2, 10-12, 36-59-12. 10-12, 36-59-12, that's for Zenith. And then, of course, the last but not the least is UBA. It's 139-26-465, um, 139-26-465. That's um, announcement number one down. Announcement number two. Plus two three four eight zero six eight hundred nine nine three nine, plus um, two three four eight zero six eight hundred nine nine three nine. That's the number to call if you want to join us live on the show, when that time comes. Or you want to also quickly drop us an email or two is ask the counselor now at gmail dot com. You want to leave us an SMS is plus two three four seven zero three six nine one eight six four two. Finally, you want to sponsor the program. You know, we have people saying, oh, I'm going to sponsor every Sunday for the rest of my life and um, all of that. 
and we are open to you. You can also come. I can't do that on air, please. You know, so um, you can um, just quickly call up plus two three four eight zero three two seven five. Six one zero four. By the way, you have to, you know, you have to understand. I said I want to play football. I'm reporting myself, so I'm going to be sweating on air, and uh, just concentrate <laughs> to what we are saying. Leave the way I look. Okay. Email drabeldaminadiabu.com. Just leave us a message there or two. Okay. So I'm set. Uh, I'm just waiting for Global Baba. Any moment now, he will be here. But before Global Baba comes, I know producer is dying for me to take a break. So let me please my producer and take a 60 second break so that I can um, put myself in the mood more. <laughs> and all of that, please stay tuned. <laughs> Abel Damino Ministries International presents Righteous Invasion of Truth Riot. Live with Dr. Abel Terminer. In your career, in your marriage, in your business, on your job, receive miracles. The curse, curses, cursing, and the concept of deliverance. And ask the counselor with Dr. Abel Daminer and Michael Bush. Time, Monday to Saturday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday, 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. GMT Plus One. Join the program live on Comfort FM 95.1 Uyo Sunday 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and Monday to Saturday 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Radio Akwaibom 90.5 FM Uyo 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily. XL FM 106.9 Uyo 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Unuyo FM 100.7 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. daily. Inspiration FM 105.9 Uyo 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and on Heritage FM 104.9 10 p.m. to midnight. You can also watch this programs live on Kingdom Live Network TV on your strong decoder or my TV decoder. You can also follow Abel Damino's Facebook page, public figure, as well as YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram handles to watch real time. Welcome to Riot Live and Ask the Counselor. Host, Doctors Abel and Rachel Daminer.
Okay. Thank you for staying tuned. We'd like to apologize for the sweaty nature of the opening today. My name is Michael Bush. I'm joined by, of course, my producer, complete with the production team. My producer is Pastor I.G. Equere. The man of the moment is also here, international televangelist, prolific writer. He's written over 30 books and counting. It's also global, Baba. Help me to welcome the man behind Power City International, Dr. Abel Damina. Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. Baba, Baba, I went to play football. I know. I, I, that's and why your whole system yes, is, is hot. I feel good. I wish I went with you. Yeah, because it's... Baba, <laughs> Baba, you only go with me to take a kickoff. Just, <laughs> Just take the kickoff. Okay, so... Um, Nigeria Union of Journalists in Akwaibom is have um, the, the planning a massive event for this year. Okay. And they have a football match. Always when they do these events every year, they have a football match with um, Nigerian medical doctors, NMA, okay. in Akwaibom too. So um, I'm looking for the first time ever to play that match. So oh. we're doing training now. We're preparing ourselves. So that's where I was. Okay, that's one. Two, um, tonight's edition of the program is um, peculiar. It's a special edition of the program. That's why we're going to do freestyle. I'm not going to be traveling around the continents. I'll just speak and read as I see it. I'm not even going to go back and start from Abuja where we slept. Um, we're doing that uh, to call it the freestyle edition because this is the last edition we'll do before we start season two. So it's freestyle. All right, that's it. Global Baba. Sure. We are not even going to pray for Nigeria. We're not going to pray for our family. We're not going to pray for world. Everybody for themselves. Yeah. You know, pray for yourself. Yeah. You know, they Everybody will pray for themselves today. <laughs> okay. So we're starting tonight in Lagos. And it says, um, hello, Global Baba and Mr. Intercontinental Michael Bush. You are blessed, sir. I'm Okena Harrison. I write from Lagos. I started following your message recently. And my God, it has been a blessing to me. I heard you are teaching on speaking in tongues. I'm a believer, sir. And the reason I enjoy your teaching is because I'm happy as uh, someone is confirming my doubt about the way I understand the Bible against what I hear from some churches. You are giving me more explanations of the word of the Bible. So please, my case now is that I've believed in speaking in tongues, but I'm not able to speak. Is there any way you can help me, sir? All right. Well, so glad to hear that. Speaking in tongues is um, one, of the, the, one of the signs that follows every believer. Jesus in Mark chapter 16 says, This sign shall follow those that believe in my name. They shall speak with new tongues. And we see the manifestation on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. It is called utterance. Now remember that the day you got born again, you were born of the Spirit. So you already have the Spirit of God in you. Speaking in tongues is utterance. Is you opening up your vocal cords and allowing the language of the Spirit find expression through your mouth. That's what it is. And it is done by knowledge and by faith. Knowing that you already have the Holy Spirit in you, that is 50% of the job done. Now look at it. When the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 from verse 1, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were together in one accord, in one place. And suddenly, there was a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues as of fire. Look at what happened. And they began to speak in tongues. So you will have to speak in tongues. The problem most times is many people close their mouths, and they want the Holy Spirit to open their mouth and speak for them. It doesn't happen like that. It is still you that will speak. It is the Holy Ghost that will give you utterance, but ultimately, you will have to open your mouth and speak in tongues. Uh, in the next few weeks, and the next few weeks, even as we enter this month of December, I'll be doing a teaching on how to receive the Holy Spirit 
how to speak in tongues, and I'm going to do a lot of teaching from the scriptures to help people to flow in the supernatural as we round up the year 2020 into the year 2030. I believe there's something supernatural. Believers need to rise up into their supernatural status and walk on the water and do the impossible and cause things to happen going forward. So I'm going to be doing a lot of teaching on that and I'm going to you know, open up all of that to you. So if you still don't understand what I explained, follow the teachings every day beginning from next Sunday. It's going to be daily teaching all through the month of December and we will open up all of these dimensions of understanding for believers to function effectively. Okay, so from uh, Okenna Harrison in Lagos, Nigeria, we're going to Evangelist uh, David in Cameroon. He writes, hello, Global Baba, Damina, and Mr. Intercontinental Bush. So thank you very much for the enlightenment you bring to my ministry. Please, sir, I wanted to throw more light on this. I heard you talk about when reading the Bible, there are many my lords and that God doesn't kill or punish, then what about what all the prophets were prophesying, like Isaiah, like Jeremiah, etc.? They prophesied the plague and the anger and the wrath of God. They said, Thus said the Lord of Israel, I will make your enemies overpower you. You shall go into exile. Anyone who doesn't go into exile on the command of Nebuchadnezzar will die. What can you say about that, sir? Thank you. Well, again, in interpreting scripture, scriptures have keys to interpretation. And the keys will be revealed by Jesus. John 5.39. Jesus said, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. They are they which testify of me. So the key to interpreting all of the scriptures will be Jesus. The revelation of Jesus. Now remember, in Luke chapter 24, from verse 25, 26, 27. The first time Jesus did a Bible study. Beginning at Moses. So Jesus started from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and all the prophets. So he went through all those prophets. But look at the bias. He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So what Jesus used in interpreting the entire prophecies of the Old Testament was himself. Which means that all of those Old Testament prophecies... There's a bias in looking at them. When you look at all the prophecies, what you look out for is not the wars, the killings. You look out for Christ. The sufferings of Christ and the glory that will follow. So that is why in the Old Testament, there are things people said. There are things Satan said. Liars spoke. All kinds of people spoke. So that's why the Old Testament must be interpreted in the light of Christ. So we approach the Old Testament through the binoculars of Jesus. We only look for Jesus out of the Old Testament. Okay, so next is Dr. Baba Femi, who doesn't tell us where he's writing from. He says, please, is it true that there is a particular man or woman for every individual, and until such a one finds that person, such a one is not with the right person? That theory is false. There is no one particular will of God. There's no one particular will of God for somebody in marriage. You have to look for somebody. Because if there was one particular will of God, the moment one person picks the wrong person, everybody will continue picking the wrong persons. So it's, there's nothing like that. But the moment you make the choice, both of you agree and you get married. The moment you get married, you are the will of God for one another. That's the way it works. So you have to look for. He that findeth a wife finds a good. You have to go look for. 
and there are parameters in helping you look for. For example, you cannot be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Number two, the Bible says, make no friendship with an angry man. Number three, you cannot make a drunkard your friend. You know, all of those are parameters given in the word of God. And of course, the person must be born again if you are born again. And the person must make the word of God final authority. So, two cannot work together except they agree on these parameters. So, one word to describe what happens within the confines of locating a life partner is compatibility. You must be compatible with one another on the grounds of these parameters. Okay, so next, there is uh, an entry now coming from... Ebenezer, who is in Ghana, he says, Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I bless God for your diligence and constantly feeding us with the pure word of God and opening our eyes to the truth. My questions, Global Baba, are, one, who are the three men that visited Abraham in Genesis 18? They were angels. In the Old Testament, angels appeared like human beings. Even till today, the Bible says we should not fail to entertain strangers because we can receive angels unawares. So angels have the ability to transform, to come in form of human beings or, you know, whatever form they decide to choose to come. Angels have that ability. That's why even Satan is able to transform himself into an angel of light. So they have that ability. So those guys that visited Abraham were angels. I know that there's a theory out there they call Christophany and Theophany. That is the appearance of God in the Old Testament. There was never a Christophany or a Theophany. There was never an appearance of God in the Old Testament. The first appearance of God in the Bible was the incarnation, when God became a man through the womb of a woman called Mary and was born on earth. That is the first appearance of God on earth. Okay, still from Ebenezer in Ghana, and by the way, if you're just joining us, it's a freestyle edition ever, the first ever on the program Riot Life and Ask the counselor, and then we're just rounding off things and preparing for season two that begins next Sunday. Number two, God does not destroy. So, Global Baba, why did they go to Sodom and Gomorrah to destroy the city and those in it? Well, again, remember Sodom and Gomorrah, the gospel was preached. Lord was preaching to them, and they rejected the gospel. There's a limit to which the long suffering of God will wait. For in the days of now, it was 120 years, you see. And at the end of it, those who rejected the gospel, because God can't force himself on you. He will appeal to you. He will woo you. He will show you his love, his mercy, his compassion. And if you keep rejecting, you keep rejecting, a day will come. Will then it will be over. Mm. The withdrawal of God is the destruction. So the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah was that they rejected God, and at a point, God had to leave. That's why the Bible says, the day Lot left Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot was a type of God. It rained. The same thing with Noah. The day Noah entered the ark and the door was locked, the rain began to fall. So, you know, that was a type of the end of the world. Now we're preaching the gospel. We're preaching God is long-suffering. Those who keep rejecting the gospel, when it is all over, the judgment of God, they will have to face for rejecting God's love, God's mercy, God's compassion. And God can't force anybody. So the absence of God is what we call the judgment, the destruction, or the disaster of God on man. The final shot from Ebenezer, who is in Ghana on this edition of the program, is his question number three. Global Baba, we know that God does not tempt, but I want to ask if God tests us, as in Genesis 22. For God to test you will mean God doesn't know you. So he wants to test you to find out. Then he is not God. If God is all-knowing, 
And if God is, you know, um, all-powerful, then he doesn't need to test you for any reason because he already knows you. He knows the end from the beginning. So God doesn't test us. Bible says God doesn't test us. However, in Genesis 22, it was Abraham testing himself to see if he understood what God communicated to him concerning the resurrection of Jesus. That's why Jesus said, Abraham saw my days. So it was Abraham proving himself, testing to see if what he has been taught, he understood very clearly. In fact, I will advise you, if you want further details and exegesis on that, you can order my teaching on Soteria Season 6. Soteria Season 6. You know, Part 1, 2, 3. That was what I dealt with first as I laid the foundation of the Soteria series. God never tests us because he knows us. The Bible says God, God will not allow you to be tempted above what you can handle. And he will, with the temptation, make a way of escape that you may bear it. All right? Okay, let's go to Europe. Um, I think for the first time on this edition of the program Italy here we come my name is Susei I from Edo State Nigeria but I reside here in Italy I've been listening to your ministrations for the for three good years now and I've seen the good work of Christ in my life thank you global baba for being a light to the world I want you to pray for me and my families for freedom and good health and also I'm on air doing my best to spread the gospel also, please pray for me and my followers, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that our faith keeps building up in Christ and never to give up the work of God. Thank you so much. Amen. Keep it going. Father, we pray for boldness. We pray for utterance. We pray for ability to communicate your word effectively. And we decree that our brother and his family kept, preserved, sustained. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I think about now we can take phone calls. Um, remember the number if you're calling from inside Nigeria is uh, 0806-800-9939. But if you're doing from outside the country, remember plus 234. Umuahia Abia State is next. My name is Ike Chuku Daniel. I'm watching from Umuahia Abia State. Thank you, Global Baba, for the understanding and clarity you bring to God's word. Lobaba, please, I want you to clarify me on this passage of the scriptures. That is Psalm 127, verse 3. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. In your teaching the other day, you said that babies do not come from the Lord. Sir, how do we reconcile this with the both scripture? Please, Lobaba, bring clarity to the both scripture, and thank you for your urgent response. Well, what David was simply establishing there was acknowledging that the process of productivity was set up by God. That's all he was saying. It is God that created man, put within man the reproductive system, and put within a woman the reproductive system. So that is what David was acknowledging when he talked about children and heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. The reward there is as a result of a man and a woman meeting. That relationship between a man and a woman is rewarded when they set the laws of reproduction in motion with a child. See, so that's what David was acknowledging. The entire reproductive system that brings about fruitfulness is what he was talking about. To Equatorial Guinea, next. Hello, Global Baba. I don't even know where to start. But let me say a million thanks to you for this Kingdom, for this kingdom Life Network program because it has really transferred me from the old kingdom of the law and condemnation to the kingdom of his eternal salvation. My name is Charles Chuma, right from Equatorial Guinea. I'm coming to Nigeria next week. Oh my God, I can't wait to sit and hear you teach me directly live. 
God bless you, sir. The grace you've helped me to discover who I really am is something that I appreciate. Thank you once again. Wow, we look forward to having you right here in Aquaibom State from Equatorial Guinea. Wow. Okay, so hello, Dr. Damina. Here's another uh, commendation. It's as you care to say, spending many hours to study God's word is not an easy task. How then will God not open your eyes to see all this revelation? And in seeing them, you do not keep them to yourself. You reach out to people worldwide with the same revelation. God knows how it pains Satan, who uses opposers, it should be opponents, to attack, but all in vain. Please continue with the work you are God sent. Williams. Thank you, Williams. Bless you. Bless you. Okay, so I'm going to allow prayers. That's what um, the producer has said. We allow prayers for, less, uh, for later on the program so that we can just have. But another commendation this time from another commendation, yes. This time from Keduna. Hello, Global Baba. I'm Aminu Ezra from Keduna. I'm so blessed with your messages. They set me on the move for greater work and to turn Keduna for Jesus. Amen. Go wow. ahead and keep blowing it. Blow it there. Ek Next, Ekid is in uh, Kwaibum State. Says, hello, Global Baba. I really appreciate your good work. I'm inspired. May God Almighty bless you. Amen. My question, is it good to spray or make hair with different colors? I'm Kufre in Ekid. Well, make your hair. Oh, sure, I mean. Whatever. Whatever color. You yeah. want blue, green, yellow, purple, Just or make multicolored. It. Make it like rainbow. Whatever you want is your choice. Is 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 culture. Is your dressing. You know, as long as it's not offending somebody, as long as it's not inconveniencing another person. I mean, you know, it's it's your choice. Okay, Global Baba to Zambia, and this one says hello, Global Baba. This is uh, Walubita M from western part of Zambia. I've been following the teachings from your channel, and I really get it defied by Dr. Ebel Damina's teachings of the Bible. Now my question, do you have a constitution of the church? If it is there, how can I have access to it? I want to read through it. Well, we have a constitution of the church, but it's our exclusive document. We, you know, um, see a member of the church. Uh, exactly. So, again, you know, we don't just go around distributing our constitution. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest constitution is what we're giving you, the Bible, which is the word of God. The other one is for administrative purposes. Okay, so you, you join um, Power City, you can have access to the constitution. <laughs> right now, first caller. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining Hello, us. Papa. Yes. Bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for the preachings you have spread throughout the whole world. Thank you. Uh, I have been trying your, your line, but thank God I've been able to get you today. Welcome. Please, Daddy, I want you to pray for me. I have been plagued by diabetes for years now. And I have one line at uh, Idoro Road. Matters vineyard, and I've been here for a very long time looking for somebody to buy. I've not been able to see. Daddy, in the name of God, pray for me. All right, Father, we take authority over diabetes. We command the root of diabetes to wither in your body. We command your organs, every part of your body, to be healed from your head to the soles of your foot. Be healed right now. And that land, we ask that you have favor. We find the right people to buy it. And in the name of Jesus, receive testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, dear Dr. Abel Damina, my name is Noah. I'm writing from Ghana. I recently started following your teachings, and my God, I have been so, so blessed. 
May God bless you for the good works. I'm a young guy of 27 years. Anytime I plan to start a business, Global Baba, it never works. I've tried several times, but nothing to show for it. What's happening to me now is upon the hard work. It's um, even after all the hard work. Um, I will use the money to consume alcohol, which is not part of me. Please, I need you to counsel me. Because the same thing has started um, happening to my brother Julius as well. I'm getting scared. Global Baba. I think you and your brother Julius will need some form of career counseling. You need to talk with people who are experts, people who, who are consultants, or people who have experience, or people who are doing well. Don't just assume because you have money you will succeed in business. That will be foolhardiness. You need to talk to people who have been in the field, who have experience. You know, in every business, there's what they call trade secrets. So there are secrets that make it work. And those secrets are not sold on the street. That's why there's mentoring. That's why you serve people. That's why you understudy people. So my advice, look for somebody who is good in business and talk with them. Let them advise you on the kind of business you can invest into and how to go about it and all of that. It will help you and your brother. The alcohol is because you, you're getting frustrated. You know, and I will advise you also, apart from locating career people to help counsel you, since you're in Ghana, we have a power city in Ghana. You know, we will advise you to identify with the power city in Ghana. You know, it's very important so that the brethren in Ghana, in our fellowship, can identify with you, you know, encourage you, spend time to pray with you and help you so that the devil does not take advantage of you nor your brother. Okay, Global Baba, from Ghana, we go somewhere, you know, that the writer doesn't tell us, but, you know, we trust that we'll find our way back. So, Anonymous, Global Baba, I greet you, and the Intercontinental, Mr. Michael Bush. I've been tremendously blessed by your teachings, Global Baba. Your teachings have changed and reshaped my mindset about God and Christianity in general. I'm still following to keep learning and to keep growing into maturity. I want to ask you a question about a pressing matter in my heart that I really need help with, Global Baba. It is my desire to spend more time in prayers, especially in tongues, but most times it is as if I just get tired easily. Sometimes I lose the desire to even pray at all. I have to drag myself to prayer. I may, for, for example, decide to pray for two hours, and in 30 minutes I'm already tired. Meanwhile, I hear some believers say they spend up to 12 hours in prayers, Global Baba. And I'm dazed because I'm still struggling with one or two hours. Please, sir, how do I make my prayer time more enjoyable so I can spend more time without getting tired? I really need help because I know God or prayer is the key. That is an important aspect of my work with God. Thank you. Well, my advice is simple. It's a discipline. Developing the art of praying for hours is a discipline. It won't be exciting. It won't be adventurous in the beginning. But as you keep going on and you keep developing and, and persist and be consistent in it, you will break through eventually. Your flesh will give way, you know, and all of that. You will, you will develop that discipline where you can pray for a number of hours without getting tired. And then when you get there, you start enjoying it. So that's how it works. Okay, I'm, I'm told that at this point of the program, we have yet another caller. Hello. Hello, sir. Good evening over there, my... Yeah, welcome to the program. Your name, where you calling from? That's my brother from another mother. Aha. I know. My name is Brother Collins. Ejofo. Uh, I know. Mr. Bush. Welcome yes, to the yes, show, Brother Heise, United yes. States. And it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling from Chicago. Chicago, yes. 
Dabush, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, and also, I want to appreciate my papa. I'm not calling for any question. I just want to say, Papa, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have delivered me. Thank you so much. And uh, God is with you. I'm not going to pray, but I know that uh, I'm not a member of your ministry, even though there is no campus in Chicago here. I'm doing what I can do, praying, reaching to people, and I know one day we're going to have campus here in Chicago. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much, Papa. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Collins. Thank you, Collins. Collins, I'd like to thank you. You you make me feel so loved on, on, on Facebook, on Facebook Live especially. I'd like to thank you. I'm looking forward to coming to Chicago so I can That's see right. you. No, but Collins, I'm going to put Kelek on that um, Power City campus uh, in Chicago, <laughs> except you promise that President Barack Obama will become a member. You know, <laughs> If you promise that, then we can be sure that we're going to do that. Okay, but next on the program, oh, great global barber. You are a great teacher of the word. Please, we need the establishment of the location of the church. Okay, we need the establishment of or the location of Power City International in Adamawa State. I'm blessing. I'm in Adamawa. Okay, blessing. Um, I'm not sure we have a campus in Adamawa. So what you will do is, if you send us a mail, Damina at yahoo.com, just talk about the campus in Adamawa. We will see what to do with you. Bless you. Okay, so from Adamawa to Taraba, Innocent Gabi writes, says, Hello, my father in Christ, you are a blessing indeed to me. You bless my soul and my spirit sees light in the world. Thank you, my father in Christ. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Everyone is so happy. Yeah. Okay, so Global Baba will make progress. If one is saved, he is saved forever. Then what does Romans 6, 1 to 4, 13 to 16, Hebrews 12 to 12, 14 to 15 mean? Anonymous. Romans chapter one, 6 verse 1 to 4, put it up. Let me just help him with that, and then I will do the Hebrews one. Romans chapter 6 verse 1 to 4, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He's not saying that you will lose salvation. He's just talking about, take note of the tenses. Shall we continue in, not to sin? Shall we continue in? And he answered, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Next verse. Know ye not. That so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. What Paul is establishing there is that the moment you got born again, you, you were born into Christ. You are born eternally. You have eternal life. You are no more a sinner. You are free from sin permanently. That's what brother Paul was establishing in Romans chapter 6. And in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. Hebrews 12 14. Hebrews, follow peace with all men and holiness. Without which no man shall see the Lord. Look at verse 15. Verse 15. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Go back to verse, verse 13. Verse 13. And make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. So if you observe, what the writer of Hebrews is dealing with there is the conduct of a believer. Your conduct. So he now says you should, you should straighten out the path, talking of conduct. Then he says, follow peace with all men. Follow peace, that is live in peace with people. And live in holiness with people. Without which the people that you are living with will not see God in your life. 
He's not saying you will not see God in heaven. He's, not, he's simply saying that your conduct will allow people around you to see Christ in your life. That's all he was talking about. He's not talking about losing salvation there. Salvation is eternal. Salvation is the work of Christ. You didn't acquire it, therefore you cannot lose it. It is the gift of God's grace to anyone who believes. And the moment you are saved, you are saved eternally. Okay, some progress coming up. And I love this one from Benue State. Job Odin says, Hello, Global Baba. Please help me to understand this. Is heaven a planet like the earth? When and how do believers get there? Thank you. Heaven is not a planet like the earth. Heaven is the word euphorenus in the Greek. It means immaterial. If you call it a planet like the earth, it means it is material. Heaven is an immaterial reality. How do we get there? The moment you receive Jesus, Christ in you makes heaven a reality. Christ in you makes heaven a reality. And the day you die, you drop this mortality. You now begin to live fully in that immaterial world. That immaterial realm with Jesus makes a reality. Okay. Hello, Global Baba. You are a great teacher of the word. Thank you so much for your sacrifice and labor of love. My name is Victor Swabanga from Calabar South. He has asked one, two, three questions. I start from under. Where do I purchase your books here in Calabar, Global Baba? We have a church in Calabar, Power City, Calabar, 117 Old Udupani Road. 117 Old Udupani Road. That's where our church is. is. If you get there, you will find the books and you will find our brethren there. Well, I don't know whether that preempts this next question, but I'll still put it out. Please, Global Baba, we need a branch of Power City International out here in Calabar South to help us with physical fellowship. 117 Old Odupani Road, Power City International, Calabar. Global Baba, is that one in Calabar South? Yes. By, 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 on the, Calabar um, South, Global Baba. Is it Calabar South? I'm by them. <laughs> it's, it's by Flormy. Okay. Is that Calabar South? Okay, it's not Calabasa. No, it's so not Calabasa. He's looking for a campus. But we Calabasa. can start a campus in Calabasa. South. But identify with those people on yes, 117. Sure. They will now work out a campus for you in Calabasa. Fantastic. Yes. Okay, so Victor Swabang, I'm sure you've heard that. It says, I am Global Papa, the other day you implied that gambling is not a sin. Please, which portion of the Bible is that found? In Acts of the Apostles, how did they, how did they, what did they do to be able to choose Matthias to be an apostle? They casted lots. What is casting lots? It's gambling. That's one scripture. Okay? And then another scripture that will help you is, you know, gambling, it's actually a trade. And it depends on which country. From country to country. You know, betting is a trade. People bet for sports. People bet for uh, athletics. People bought, bet for different things. Absolutely. And they put a price, price on, on it. it. Okay? Mm. So it depends. It depends on the rules that govern it from country to country. And people do it as a serious business. And they make profit from it. And they make money from it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Just like you also do business. And you negotiate deals. You negotiate deals. It's like a form of gambling. You take risk. You invest in a business you're not even sure of. And you negotiate. And you go all through the process. And sometimes you lose. Sometimes you make money. It's still the same principle. The only thing is that some of them are not called gambling. Some of them are called investment. Some of them are called, you know, different names. But at the end of the day, the idea with gambling is that you are taking a risk, you are putting money in something that you believe will bring you profit. And if you lose, you've lost. And if you don't lose, you make the profit. And like I've always said, gambling shouldn't be gambling, especially where it has to just do with trial and error, shouldn't be the main thing that you're doing for life. 
you should have another profession that has more stability. Then gambling can be like a pastime, something you do for fun or something you do where you have the opportunity or the space or extra money to invest into it. Thank you, Global Baba and um, Intercontinental Mr. Bush. I need clarification, please. Beloved Global Baba, you said the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was not good for food. Please, how do we reconcile what you've said with Genesis 3, 6? And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did it and gave also unto her husband with her and he did it. Thank you, Global Baba David in Abuja, Nigeria. David, the reason why you're having issues with that is because you are trying to understand a figure of speech, literally. That was a figure of speech right there in Genesis. A figure of speech. All right? It was not literal. That's why in the New Testament, there is no mention of trees and eating. The New Testament says, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. So Moses, who saw it in a vision, communicated what he saw using figures of speech but the new testament gives us the revelation of what moses saw in a vision literally so we understand what happened in eden so it was not trees that they ate it was man did not heed to god's word that's part of what i taught today if you follow the teaching earlier on before ask the counselor i took time to explain all of that this evening Next, Patricia, she doesn't tell us where she's writing from, but she's asked a battery of questions. I take them as I see them. Global Baba, is it biblical for a reverend to demand for me to build a, a hotel for him before praying for me to be healed of my illness? Freely you have received, freely give. Anybody asking you to give him money before he prays for you is being fraudulent. It's a scam. Jesus didn't ask for any monies to be given. It, healing is the grace of God. It's freely given. You don't pay for it. You remember in Acts of the Apostles, some guy came with money for Peter to receive the money and give them power. And Peter told him, go and perish with your money. You can never buy the gift of God. So anybody who's asking you for money before he prays for you is trying to take advantage of you. She continues. And you know, Mr. Bush, this thing on gambling, I don't know why people are having issues with sure, gambling. Sure, I don't know. I don't know. It's a no, trade. No, it's I, a, yeah. no, but I think it's the... It's the is the years they have um, spent in, in the church yes in listening to something else yeah. where sometimes even to wear your own shoe yeah you know to wear a particular shirt yeah. in fact the next question that comes from patricia is one of those questions she says um is head covering and extension like breads used as decoration on the hair is sin how can it be a sin that's what you want to look like okay wearing a blue shirt mm. and a green shirt and a black shirt is it a sin why don't we just wear a white shirt? No, but about religion say wearing a red one because even red, a red no shirt. Red. Yeah. <laughs> it's your choice. If you want to wear green hairstyle, mm. blue hairstyle, as long as it fits your dressing mm. and it fits your fashion, it's your choice. You, you, you're dressing, you know, to make yourself happy, and you're dressing to cover your nakedness and for beauty. It's your choice. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, God does not look at the outward appearance. God looks at our heart. The only thing is that when you dress, make sure that your neighbor is not uncomfortable. You're not inconveniencing him. That's what matters. You dress to glorify God and you dress to be beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, this gambling thing is really... Mm, sure. Somebody even said that I am I'm not a man of God. Yeah, sure. Because I said people should do gambling. Sure. 
It's an enterprise. Sure. There are nations where gambling course, is a big full business. business. Yes, sure. And people get into it Absolutely. like a full business. Absolutely. And they live by it all Absolutely. the days of their life. Absolutely. So there's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with it. It's just like people saying that um, the alcohol thing, you know. Yes. And so, because, for instance, I don't drink. I don't drink even Fanta, even Coke. I know. Malt. I know. So that, that makes me senselier. That makes me cleaner than the person who drinks. No, it doesn't. doesn't. And if you say alcohol is not good, so what about our brothers who make a living working in, 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 in breweries? Oh, okay, good question. No. Good question. The, alcohol is not a sin. It's not. It's just the, the, the problem with alcohol yes, is yes. the addiction. Sure. sure. Uh, you and know, taking too much. And taking too much. You know, going out of moderation. Mm. Otherwise, it's not a sin. You know, uh, and that's why if you observe, Paul even told Timothy, mm. take a little alcohol Absolutely. for your stomach's sake. That means it has healing abilities. But it has to be by prescription. Mm. That's, you know, that's the point there. Global Barber, seriously, I don't know how Even the cake, we eat, there's alcohol in the cake. The food, we eat, there's alcohol content. Global there's too much, there's too much hypocrisy in the church. And I don't it's know true. how the church got here. I don't know. Well, so wrong have to teaching. unlearn and unlearn and that's, unlearn. That's the point. And some people are even arguing. Yeah. Because they have believed for too long that yeah. this is it. So they Very believe true. that that's where they want to stay. Very true. Okay, Global Barber, we're going to spend another five minutes here and look at some of the questions that have come in. And then we use the remaining five minutes to just hang out, out here together. Yes. Just ask ourselves and say what we want to say. After all, That's it's right. the last edition That's right. of uh, the freestyle edition of the program. Okay, so according to James, that Damina, a man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. My question then is, what were the desires of Jesus in his second and third temptations? Why did God allow the devil to tempt Job? And why did Job have those temptations? Still from Patricia. Because Job is a man. No temptation has taken you but such as is common to man. Every man gets tempted because men have desires. Jesus was a man. He had desires. The Bible didn't tell us what desires were there, but he had desires. That's why he could be tempted. And you could see those desires, those desires of Jesus expressed in the areas where Satan tempted him. But Jesus refused to give in to temptation. And that is what you do as a believer. You get tempted, but you refuse to yield to temptation. You overcome the temptation. See, so every human being has desires. Desires are natural. Any human being that doesn't have a desire is not a complete human being. What makes you a human is that you have desires. And those desires, because they're in you, Satan now can tempt you because he knows you have desires. And every man gets tempted. Okay, Global Papa, so we go to Kenya, then to Ghana, and then to Bielsa in quick succession. Then we round off this edition of the program because the last five minutes, we just will use them here and out. Mulu is in Kenya and says, Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I hope you are fine in the Lord. My question is related to the following verses. Luke 4, 1 to 6. Question 1. Why is it necessary, Global Baba, for Jesus to fast for those long days? It should have been, why was it necessary? Okay, that's what you asked. Why was it necessary for Jesus to fast for those long days? And was the fasting meant to help him overcome the temptation? No, the fasting was just consecration. It was just taking out time to pray, fast and consecrate himself for the assignment ahead of him. That's what it was. Okay, question two, still from him, that's Mulu in Kenya. Global Baba, you recently taught that authorities, that is governments, are not from the devil and that they are good. Yet the devil said in verse six of that scripture that the authorities have been delivered to him. What did the devil mean? Or, as usual, he was lying, since it is said light from the beginning. Now, what the devil meant was that the heart of men, the heart of men, have been given to him because the devil lives in the heart of a man that is not born again that is the fall the fall of adam was that adam rejected god and opened up his heart to the devil 
So what the devil was saying is that the heart of men that do not believe the gospel have been given to me. That is, I rule in the heart of men. And he was telling Jesus, if you want the heart of men, bow down and worship me. And Jesus said, no, I know how to get the hearts of men. I don't have to worship you. By death, burial, and resurrection today, Jesus has collected the hearts of men and more hearts are coming to Jesus and Jesus is enthroned king in the hearts of men and thereby the devil is losing ground as people are getting born again. So that's what he was talking about. He was not talking about physical authority like government. No, that's not what he was talking about. And moreover, remember we said the powers are ordained of God. That means God ordained the office because men decided that they want men to rule over them. So God uses that office to bring sanity, order, and you know, in the society for the betterment of the citizens. Okay, so to say bye-bye to Mulu in Kenya on this edition of the program, what was the use of baptism to Jesus? Because as I understand, baptism is symbolic of death, burial and resurrection. Yet Jesus was to later die literally. Well, baptism for Jesus was just to identify him. If you read John chapter 1, verse 29 to 33, you will see that John the Baptist says, The reason why I came to baptize with water, he that sent me said, Upon whom I will see the Spirit descend like a dove, that is him. He said, It was my cousin, but I didn't know him. So the water baptism was given to John to identify Jesus. But John himself placed a disclaimer. He said, I indeed baptize with water. But when he, Jesus, is come, he will not use water. He will baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Today, what water baptism was to John is what the Holy Ghost baptism is to us. When you receive Jesus, you're baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay, Global Baba, I said we'll go to Ghana, we'll go to Bayelsa, that I'm afraid we're not able to do that because of time or the lack of it. We've come to the end of this edition of the program. That will be in three minutes right now. Let's hang out on air with Global Baba. Yeah, man. Yes. <laughs> so what's been going on? It's Global been Baba? cool, man. Uh, I have been, I've rested a bit. Studied a bit, prepared for Re what rested. begins to happen next Sunday. Global Baba, who rested? I did, a bit. Global Baba. Can't you see my face? <laughs> what about you? What, have, what has been going on with you? Um, Last time I saw yeah. it was Sunday. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, just, I'm just around. I've been going to and fro. <laughs> <laughs> Not the other time. This other time. Playing football. Yeah, playing football. <laughs> and catching fun. Doing radio. and. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't done live television well, apart from... Um, I yeah. have life yes. in, in a bit, you know, but I'm looking forward to returning to, uh, oh, perhaps tomorrow I should do um, some TV, TV show. Yeah, that would okay, be perhaps cool. Perhaps we should go and do TV together. That would be cool. Even if for 30 minutes. Yeah, that would be cool. You know, so that we can talk about other things apart yeah. from Riot Live. Yeah, you know? that's right. So how is, uh, how are people online, Facebook Live? Do, do you get the time to... Sometimes. I, yeah, I sure. keep sometimes. Even on set, sometimes yeah, sure, I peep. Sure. And then, yeah, yeah. Their, they, respond, they, their comments I, I, no, are I amazing. Know. I don't know what we would have done without those people. I'm telling you. I don't know. I, I think that, I'm, I'm hoping that um, as we begin season two, producer, you might want to hear this and our technical team, it might be necessary to scroll their messages. Yeah, it will be yes. very good. Yes, it will just be messages. Uh, will be very good. The studio yeah, should sure. just be picking their Absolutely. messages with their names yeah, sure. and scrolling it Absolutely. for everybody to Absolutely. read what they are Absolutely. saying. It will be very Absolutely. fantastic. Be very nice. Yeah. yeah because um, the world needs to hear that. You know, there are some people who are not on the social media very for true. whatever reason. Very they true. They need to hear that. And sometimes they themselves minister yeah. to us. Yeah. You know, I, I've said, um, I've said that I, I don't take this even for granted. Very even true. Being the anchor man, people say, oh, no. no, no. For me, it's even also, it ministers to me. Very true. It's my opportunity to learn. Yep. I'm learning. I want to be Deputy Global Barber. So no, you are already. And then you push already. out the producer and then just... <laughs> <laughs>
no. So uh, I can answer the questions. Oh, so that when I'm not around, the producer can, can be an anchor. Uh, then you can be the one answering the questions. Hey, Global Baba, I'd like to thank you. Um, oh, praise God. Thank you for your trust. Thank you for the thank confidence. You. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you. Uh, we're so blessed to have you. You know, we, we hear even uh, my friend, my brother Collins. I, I'm looking to go to Chicago. Yeah. I need to visit Collins and all of that. You hear what he said? Yes, Everyone is so happy. Everyone appreciates what you do. The producer yeah. says, you know, this producer, I don't know, anytime we're having fun, just yeah. like now, uh, yeah. he says we, yeah. we have we to go. Around, okay. around, around. So, so, that's the global bar we have to go now. Praise God. Yeah, I had fantastic time um, on this edition of the program. Remember, season two of Riot Life and Ask the Council of Starts on Sunday, the 6th of December. Um, Global Baba will tell you the time. I like how he says it. Uh, not, not, 11, not 11 GMT plus one. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. Okay, how do you say it again, Global Baba? 7.30 a.m. GMT plus, plus one. one. Okay, 11, first service. Yeah, first service, yes, second strong. service, 11 a.m. GMT plus, plus one. one. And then Monday to Saturday, 6 p.m. GMT, GMT plus one. one. Every Fantastic. Day. Yep. We need to go now. On behalf of my producer, Pastor I.J. Queren, the production team, this is Michael Bush. I'm the anchor. I look forward to continuing with you in season two. That starts on Sunday. Global Baba is here. Dr. Abel Damina to take us home with benediction. Global the Intercontinental, Baba. Mr. Bush, thank you again for this evening. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are so excited that you gave us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. And we look forward to doing more from Sunday. Remember, help us spread the news, create adverts, and mobilize people. From Sunday, is going to be every day through the month of December. What a way to end the year. I mean, what a way to end the year. We're going to be talking about praise, worship, and we're going to be talking about a lot of supernatural things through the month of December. As we also respond to your questions, queries, emails, and all of that. And you heard Mr. Bush, we're going to be scrolling your messages as you interact with us during the at the, uh, the, the counselor session. session. It's going to be exciting. And then for those in Aquaibom, remember, we're on tonight again, 8 to 9 p.m. on, I mean, 9 to 10 p.m. on uh, Inspiration FM, 10 to 12 midnight on Heritage FM tomorrow morning, 11 to 1 p.m. on Radio Aquaibom, 1 to 3 on XL FM, 3 to 5 on UNIO FM, and 6 to 8 again on, on uh, Comfort, Comfort FM. FM. We look forward to serving you the grace of God. Social media community, remember, every day, 12 noon, we're live. 6 p.m., we're live. And 10 p.m., we're live. We love you guys. Sunday is going to be explosive. We look forward to sharing fellowship with you. And remember, for Kingdom Life Network viewers, another broadcast starts from now. KLN TV special with some of my sons. It's going to be explosive tonight. We love you guys. Till we see you again and fellowship with you. Enjoy the grace of God and be blessed. Good night. From Uyo, Nigeria. Amen. Amen.